0: This podcast contains language that is not appropriate for children, including shit, douche canoe, scruffy-looking cockroach blender, and sperm voyeur.
1: Tonight's episode of the Science Enthusiast podcast is brought to you by circumcision. Circumcision, for when you want to mutilate your baby's dick because reasons. Hello, and thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast podcast. My name is Dan, and as always, I am joined by my okay friend Natalie.
0: Hey. What's
1: up? How are you okay. doing on this on this evening? It's Monday. People don't I'm, know what time it is, but they, it could be fucking Monday. like 5 AM.
0: No, we, we do not do 5 a.m. It is 8 23 PM. Um, I'm okay. I'm a little cold ish, um sick wise, obviously, because I sort of sound like shit, but I'm okay. I uh, I had a good weekend that I I know I I heard I
1: heard rumblings of your weekends
0: I yeah I had I had a good weekend I went to uh New York and I participated in um Skeptic Camp um put on by New York City Skeptics and I did a little like presentation about um Science Moms the you know movie that I'm making and uh and it went well but did I actually tell you that I that the I had like actual technical difficulties and um, like the video for the trailer wouldn't play and it was kind of fucked up and I guess instead of standing there like I was completely a deer in headlights um, or just start crying, I just kept talking. So I guess I did all right.
1: I would say that is the opposite of the Dan Brodman story. Dan Brodman (laughs) would have just broken down, cried and walked off the stage.
0: Well, I'm, I'm glad that I kept my composure in that (laughs) moment because i mean it like you know what beforehand though i was thinking to myself that fucking trailer is not gonna play because me because the natalie newell story but but i i guess because i kind of had this feeling that something would fuck up when it did i just was able to roll with it and um and it seems like people are gonna respond well to the to the movie so i don't know It, it just i it was a really cool feeling to do that, and like, thank you for New York City to New York City Skeptics for putting on such a cool event. And I'm really stoked I was part of it. So, Man, so yeah, kinda got, fun stuff. You kind of got
1: got invited to uh, maybe something. Or are we not supposed we're, to talk about it yet?
0: We're you know what? Let let's everybody thoughts and prayers that good stuff comes out of
1: this. Or <laughs> 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 just
0: just thoughts, just thoughts, because we know that prayers are just just go into one big flaming dumpster we'll we'll
1: we'll consider that to be a tease to the tease that might be the tease
0: yeah let's let's just let's hope that that life's good yeah yeah something yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) well speaking of thoughts and prayers uh, that's what we call a segue
0: that's what we call a segue fan-fucking-tastic dan who
1: is who is our god of the week
0: all right, so our God of the Week, we are going back to Egypt because I I, re- I just like Egyptian gods and goddesses. Um, yeah, because god did we do
1: Ra last week?
0: I know, and you know what? I realized that, but I, fuck it, whatever. We're, we're just in Egypt. Um, the God of the Week is Set, and he is the Egyptian god of chaos. And li- listeners who have suffered through however many episodes we've done, like from the beginning, they will notice parts of this story because it's been brought up before. So... What's interesting about set is in like art and whatever. Here's how he's depicted donkey ears, a scorpion tail and the head of a mysterious Egyptian aardvark, or he could turn up as a hippo with the jaws and tail of a crocodile. So that's just weird, but about him and his, I mean, again,
1: again, it's almost like they just make this shit up. Like as they go, it's,
0: Totally. It, it totally is like that. But so here's the thing. He was kind of a dick. He was the one who killed former God of the week, um, Osiris. He chopped up Osiris. He scattered him all over Egypt, like all over Egypt. Um, and then if you remember from the story that I told like ages ago, but why would anyone actually remember that? Um, like osiris's lady isis um got collected all the pieces of osiris that set had scattered all over except his dick was lost so maybe, maybe maybe set like hid the dick somewhere and just didn't want it to be found but um osiris ended up getting a golden replacement um for that dick. So it's not all bad. So Osiris was dead. People were pissed off about it. Especially Osiris's um, son Horus. So Set and Horus eventually engaged in this 80-year battle. Because Horus obviously wanted to um, avenge his father's death. Um, so anyways uh they they have this battle um Set was a dirty fighter so he just went and tore out one of Horus's eyes but Horus was pretty much like fuck you for killing my dad and he tore off Set's testicles so i guess like checkmate Horus um some of the other gods decided that that deserved a victory so Horus um won this 80 year battle Hooray! And um, Set just got um, sort of exiled up to Ra's upper realms and became the voice of thunder. So, I mean, I guess that's not horrible. He got to just go be thunder up with Ra, former god of the week too. I mean, I guess we're, we're just covering all of the Egyptian gods because I think their stories are kind of cool. Um, but that's it. And I'm and you know any chance I have to bring Osiris's golden dick back into things. I just, I take it. So I had to. I mean,
1: I, th- I think I speak for humanity as a whole when I say the world needs more golden digs.
0: Well, tonight we are thrilled to be joined by Chris Cluey. Chris is the author of Beautifully Unique Sparkle Ponies and Prime. He's a former NFL punter, he's an activist, and he's a seemingly huge fan of World of Warcraft, just a guess from um, Twitter. So um, welcome to our show, Chris. Thank you for joining us in in post-Trump America
2: yeah yeah no problem thanks for having me uh let's enjoy the world while it lasts
0: Uh, yeah totally like we we are here to to have a good time um and hopefully prevent it all from burning to the ground um so before we get into that whole thing that happened a week ago because we are recording this a week after um the election happened day seven
1: of trump's america
0: yeah so that's how we're going to just mark time from now on because why not um, Chris, can we just kind of get started um, by talking kind of about your entry into the world of, like, social justice advocacy? Because, like, obviously we know you've, you're a football player, and I, but I know you more as sort of a proponent of, you know, just activism and social justice. And I know that kind of comes from experience in the NFL that you had.
2: Yeah. So, um, I originally became, I guess, notorious or known (laughs) (laughs) when, um, in 2012, uh, there was going to be a, a constitutional amendment in Minnesota that would have banned same sex marriage and a group called Minnesotans for marriage equality contacted me and said, Hey, would you like to help us defeat, try and defeat this amendment? And I said, yeah, that seems like a good idea. I don't think discrimination should be enshrined in a state's constitution, so <laughs> I will <laughs> I will do what I can. Yeah. And um, yeah, just did um, you know did some uh, appearances, some talks, um, like a, a radio thing for him, and then I wrote a letter on Deadspin that went viral, mm-hmm. uh, where I told a Maryland state senator that um, gay people would not magically turn you into a lustful cock monster, and, <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, after that I I got some national exposure exposure. (laughs) exposure quite a bit of national exposure (laughs) and uh yeah we ended up defeating the amendment in minnesota uh happier times um six months later we uh minnesota actually legalized same-sex marriage uh which was great to see and um yeah that that's pretty much how i got kind of like into a prominent activist role i guess (laughs) i mean up until that point you know i talked with like friends and family and and my twitter account was you know i Tried to stand for, for people who couldn't stand up for themselves. But I would say that was definitely kind of the start of being much more visible in terms of what I was doing.
0: And what was the response like from the NFL about your speaking out against everything? Or for so, thing, for what's right, I guess, essentially.
2: Yeah, so it was um, it was a mixed response. Uh, in the locker room, it was uh, good. The all, all the guys who came up to me, I'd say well over half the locker room came up to me. And um, of those guys that came up to me, about 40% were we don't really agree with you on same-sex rights, but, you know, we appreciate you speaking out for another player and standing up for First Amendment rights. And then about 60% were like, you know, hey, we think you're doing the right thing, keep it up. And what I found interesting was that that very closely mirrored kind of the the national polling split at the time Mm -hmm. of people who were for and against same-sex marriage. You know, it's kind of a 60-40 split in favor of. And um, it's... Like, a thing I don't think a lot of people understand about the NFL is that the locker room is composed of young men who are, you know, 20, 21, 22, straight out of college. And you can see these societal shifts happening almost in real time. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, as, as a whole, the locker room was fine with it because these, you know, these are guys that had grown up with, like, gay family members, gay teammates, gay, gay friends. Um, it's the coaching staffs in front offices <laughs> that tend to be older white men who uh, grew up in, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. And they uh, they have a specific worldview, um, <laughs> one that uh, Mr. Trump kind of reflects and the people yeah. he's appointing kind of reflect. And, yeah, it's not nearly as enlightened. So that was where I got a lot of pushback. Um, and more specifically, my special teams coach really did not like that I was speaking out in favor of same sex rights and, uh, ended up firing me for it. So yeah, that was, that was good times. <laughs> so,
0: so, so that happened and, yep. and so then what, like, so that actually happened and what was, what was your response and what, like, what was the response to of the, like the teammates obviously that supported you, um, in what you were doing?
2: Yeah, so that was um, the the unfortunate thing about that was that like I didn't really get a lot of like public support when mm-hmm. I was fired because mm-hmm. it's very easy to get fired in the NFL. Um, yeah. Teams can justify firing just about anyone and come up with a believable excuse as to why that happened. Um, so, you know, for me, it was like, I, knew, I definitely knew that this was why it happened because my stats had remained the same. I had been very successful with the Vikings. I think I hold almost like all their punting records. And, um, you know, it, it was something where the only thing that had changed from the previous year to that year was that I started speaking out on this issue. And then, all of a sudden, oh, you're not good enough to play anymore and It's like, well no, I think I'm still still playing at the same level as I was yeah. the previous seven years. <laughs> like nothing's really changed um so yeah that that was kind of unfortunate, but at the same time, I understand why you know why guys just kind of keep their silence because yeah. there there literally is no job like the n f l anywhere else i mean you can't you can't walk down the street to the corner n f l office and <laughs> you know get <laughs> get a job playing football it's like it's either that or nothing and you know, for for a lot of guys, it's un, unfortunate the decision they make is you know they they've worked so hard to get to where they're at. They're very leery of risking that at all.
1: Well, in in the average career, I, I don't know what the numbers are currently, but I I know that the average career is only what like two or three years for, yeah. for most players, if that.
2: Yeah, it's like three and a half years, and um, it's again, you know, if you only have like a three and a half year earning window, then if you risk even one or two of those years, that's a huge portion of your income.
0: Yeah. And that, that's what i had wanted to ask you about that, just because, you know, there when you think of how many professional athletes there are, not just in the NFL, but just in general, like in our country right now, I mean, to think of, you know, which ones have really been vocal about whether, whether it's different social justice issues like marriage equality or even just being out as like a secular or atheist person, um, I, I guess there probably is fear of blowback from whether, I mean, I don't know if it's as much fans or I guess people who are running these organizations. So I guess it makes the silence in some ways makes sense on a personal, like life level. But at the same time, I mean, it would be kind of cool if there was more vocal, um, you know, stuff coming Support. from the, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. No, well, and, and the thing for me is that like, athletes have a rich tradition of driving social change i mean mm-hmm. you, you look mm-hmm. back through history you know you have kenny washington you have uh, muhammad ali um you have the the um olympics you mm-hmm. know in, yes. in berlin like the
0: iconic image <laughs> well, of the right. Olympics. yeah
2: like like there are multiple instances of athletes being able to drive social change and i, th- I think the problem is is You know, it's not even so much a a sports problem as it is kind of a societal problem in the current world we live in, is that people value profits over the social fabric that allows those profits to exist. And I think we're starting to see the end stages of what that means, because... Like you know, to to bring up everyone's favorite orange
1: dog. I was about to say yeah. you were describing. <laughs> yeah, how I, I Trump... think I think
0: we're segueing here. so <laughs> yeah, yeah, let, yeah. we're, we're just, definitely let's segueing. Let's segue. Go, go for it.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, so I mean, you you look at the you look at the election, and and you have all of these media sites that, you know, they they fall prey to the golden mean fallacy where it's like oh you have two sides so both sides must be equal both sides must be given equal airtime. Mm-hmm. it's like no that that's not how this works like if one side is blatantly lying and false and trying to hurt people like you have no obligation to give their point of view any credit whatsoever and Unfortunately, these news stations were like, oh, well, you know, our ratings are going to go up. I think, what was it, CNN posted like a billion dollar, you know, profit or something this year, a revenue stream?
0: Well, because like, like, holy shit, it was like we were watching a reality show train wreck happening.
2: Yeah, and, and but at the same time, like we're talking about our our fabric of uh-huh. society, like we're yep. talking about our democracy. And you know, it ends up where, okay, if if you prioritize profits over what allows those profits to happen, then at some point the whole thing's gonna come toppling down and it won't matter how much money you made in your last quarterly earnings statement because people are going to be rioting in the streets and there's not going to be food and water and shelter right
1: because you're not going to have a bank to put your money right yeah like
2: maslow's hierarchy of needs cnn you're kind of below the whole (laughs) survival part
1: well like
0: we were talking about it before like watching on election night you said chris like watching the talking heads on tv like it was washing over them this wave of this is happening
2: yeah, like, oh, crap, we actually did it. We actually contributed to this guy <laughs> being in office. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's like, maybe you could have come to that realization, oh, six months earlier? <laughs> that would have been nice.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, and I guess, because I know for me, on election night, and then even more the next day, I would have these moments where I thought to myself, oh, like, Donald Trump Has been elected president like he is going to be our president like so for you guys like what what was your feeling at just thinking that statement hearing that statement like Donald Trump is the president elect.
2: Yeah, it's um. Well, I wrote a piece on it where yeah. Oh, and I and we <laughs> and
0: we're gonna link to it because I I I love that piece and I, I want you and I would love for you to kind of talk about your thought process in writing that piece. The, sure. Yeah. The processing yeah, so... piece, right, is what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And it is it, basically just kind of because I had a bunch of people like in my Twitter uh, mentions saying, you know, hey, can you write something like to help us try and figure out like what happened, what's yeah. going on, and you know, and, and so I wrote a piece where it's like, you know, hey. This this is what happened like this. This is what happens when you ignore the lessons of history, when you, you know, let fascists rise to power, when you decide that money is more important than than the social good. And, you know, I'm for me, I process it and I'm going to fight back because that's that's all I know how to do. Like as a history and poli sci major, you know, you you don't negotiate with fascists like you can't appease them. They will keep taking until there's nothing left. And we're already starting to see that happening where, you know, Trump's appointment of Stephen Bannon as his chief strategist. Like, the, yeah. he's literally putting a Nazi in the White House. <laughs> like there, I, there's like, no other laughing. way to frame just, it. it. There's,
1: there's nothing – like, I don't I – don't, I don't... I d I don't even know how to how to feel about all this. You you
0: laugh, you laugh because there's it's hard to it's, even it's, process and and have any other response because it's so absurd that it's just this right. dangerous yeah. and terrifying. And
2: and, yeah. and and the thing is though is that like we, we have to find a way to you know we have to find a way to process it. We have to find a way to come to mm-hmm. grips with what our reality now is, but at the same time we also have to understand what our reality is. And history tells us the lessons of what is going to happen when something like this is your reality is, you know, the Nazi, Nazi Germany didn't start with concentration camps. It started by denigrating the media. It started by building up a state propaganda machine. It started by cowing, trying to cow people. So that way they wouldn't, you know, rise up against the, the the machine that was getting put into place. Like this will not happen overnight, but each step will seem logical when we take it. And if we don't fight against it, then that's the end point. Like, like that, that is the end point of fascism. And so, and so for me, like I, I'm just going to keep trying to point that out to people and show them, hey, here are the historical parallels. And, and like the thing, I guess, that really angers me, irks me, makes me sad is that they're not even trying to be subtle about it. Like, they're blatantly showing, yes, this is the game plan that we're following. This is what we want to do. I mean, when you talk about, okay, we're going to appoint, you know, Steve Bannon to have Trump's ear and then Rince Priebus is going to make the trains run on time. It's like, what the fuck? (laughs) Come on, people. Like, that's Mussolini's direct quote.
1: (laughs) Well, I I will say they are being slight, maybe slightly, at least he didn't appoint, like, David Duke, like, in a member of his cabinet, like... So I got you got to give credit where credit's due I think. Yeah. Well, I, I mean I mean
0: like th- but the fact like that you just made that statement as like this is well, it could be worse. It's, that's, it's the the, that's the, that's the, it could be worse statement. Like, yeah,
2: <laughs> right. Like like they're. I mean, and, and I, I hear all these people saying, you know, oh, we got to give him a chance. We don't know what he's going to do. It's like, he spent the nope. whole campaign showing you what he's going to do. Like he told you what he's going to do.
1: But, but at the same time, we don't know what he's going to do because he's already gone back on, well, I'm going to leave some of Obamacare together. Oh, the same sex marriage. That's, that's a done deal. But even though it was settled a year and a half ago, but but this, uh, but Roe v. Wade's been settled for decades, so we're going to revisit that, and and it's it's none of it makes sense, and that's what has I mean has me at least so so scared is that I'm not scared even for myself because I'm straight, I'm white, I'm a male, like I got everything going for me right now, mm-hmm. but like I like I don't know, we don't know what he's going to do, we don't know if he's he's not even consistent with himself.
2: Yeah, well and and so that's actually another page out of a fascist dictator's playbook is that you mm-hmm. you keep people unaware and and guessing of what you're going to do so that way they have no choice but to just constantly be hanging on your every word and you know trying hoping that you don't turn on them and like that's you know that's a playbook for disaster. I mean, the, his oh god, I I read today where um Trump has been in contact with uh, with Putin. Right. Still hasn't talked to the Department of Defense like he still hasn't gotten any sort of briefings or knowledge about our own military system, but he's willing to chat with the Russian president who, let's be you know perfectly honest, is an authoritarian dictator like if that's his role model well he's going to start implementing the same things like he's going to start following that same plan and i mean when you when he talks about giving his kids top secret clearance like oh my god i did not hear that yes
0: oh you have it yeah oh yeah yeah. he wants to give them clearance just top secret clearance just for the kids because of course
2: (laughs) right and and they're the ones supposed to be running his blind trust of businesses right isn't
0: this a problem
2: yeah, no, yeah, they, it, it'll like, be fine. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I mean, everything's fine. We are just yeah. in a burning dumpster fire, and everything is totally fine right now. But yeah, so so what, like, this, do, this hasn't happened before.
2: No, it it has in 1930.
0: Well, yeah. yeah. So, well, there there we go.
2: It hasn't happened in America uh, before, in, in Amer- but America, it's happening now.
0: Yes. yes. So, so what is happening in the White House is um a little disconcerting. And but see, for me, like that, that's all a problem. Obviously, Trump is a problem, just for me personally, and what he's doing. But what I have, you know, what's really unsettling is that he was elected by. Like, all of these people voted for him. So mm-hmm. what does that say about the state of our country?
2: Yeah, well, it, it tells us that a quarter of the people in our country have no idea what history is. And they have no idea what their own self-interests are because the, the huge problem, and, and this is what's going to end up happening, is that Trump has promised those people that he is going to return their jobs, but those jobs are never coming back. Like, when he promises coal miners he's going to return their jobs, that those jobs aren't coming back. Like, you're not going to get those coal mining jobs back because the world has moved to renewable energy sources. Like, there there's a reason oil is in a depression right now is because it's turned out renewable energy is actually worth something. And it's making money and people want to invest in it. Like, when, when he tells factory workers, I'm going to bring your jobs back, that's not going to happen, because those jobs already left. Like, those jobs are in India, and no American worker is going to work for those wages. Like, and, and so what what's going to end up happening is is that 24% of America that voted for Trump, that wants those, they want to return to a golden age when everything was better, they're going to start getting angry when it doesn't materialize, and then Trump's going to have to find a way to deflect that anger, and true to fascists everywhere, he's going to deflect it onto an other, you know, whether that's Muslims, whether that's uh, Mexicans, whether it's immigrants in general, whether it's women, whether it's gay people, he's going to find a scapegoat and he's going to say, hey, these are the people who are causing you your problems. Do something about it. And then people are going to do something about it. And, that, and that's where you start moving into the ghettos and the concentration camps. And like, again, this, this playbook is not new. Like it's, it's all been done before. So we need to recognize that as a country and take steps to stop it now, as opposed to waiting for the bus to go careening off the cliff. And then as we're plummeting through the air, finally figuring out, oh, maybe we should do something about this.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because, because that's, that's the question now, because I feel like a lot of people, which, which is good that, you know, the fact that this happened is, it's fucked up, it's kind of confusing, whatever, but it's like, okay, well what do we do now? Because mm-hmm. no, like I it's not time to just sit around and wait and be like, "Oh, let let's see. Let's see if, you know, the, you know, he becomes what a great president overnight? No, no, no. Like He doesn't even
1: Like he, he doesn't, doesn't, he doesn't understand like what all's involved and had to have like Obama like coach him on, "Oh, right. you have to do XYZ."
2: So so that that's another story that is, you know, slightly terrifying is the fact that Trump's team didn't know that they're going to be the ones that have to staff the White House when he takes yeah. over. Yeah. And so that means they need to find 4,000 people and I believe 1,250 of which will have to be, you know, will have to clear Senate confirmation hearings, like, mm-hmm. because they'll be in sensitive positions. And if you look at Trump's campaign... He had a lot of surrogates and a lot of people speaking for him who ended up being Nazis. <laughs> they weren't Oops. vetted at all. Yeah,
0: <laughs>
1: and I don't think that's going to change.
0: <laughs> so we need to find this many people that are not Nazis to put in the way. Like I, I,
1: <laughs> I, just right. like, I can imagine him just looking around going, anybody? Anybody? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, no. And honestly,
0: and, and, even Ben Carson doesn't want to work for the guy at this point. It's like right
2: when when Ben Carson doesn't want to work for
0: you, like you're this, kind of fucked.
2: Yeah, that, well, Ben Carson that also did he, is didn't dead he, in that coal mine.
1: <laughs> it, it didn't Ben Carson also say I, I don't have enough experience in politics. Right. He yeah. he wanted to be president, <laughs> the former but, presidential <laughs> candidate. Yeah.
2: It's it's good you recognize that now, Ben. That That's yeah. that's true. Che- cheering for all of us. But, yeah, so, so yeah, I mean, the the thing is, though, is that, like, right now, people... People need to be prepared for what's going to happen, and and like I hate talking like this because it makes me sound like some sort of doomsday prepper. Oh, that, I know. you know, like oh the world's falling down, you know, oh find your bunker and your food, and but like the fact is is that people do need to start preparing for this. Like people need to be prepared to have their networks of you know people that they trust, people that they contact. You know, you need to secure your communications. Like you need to learn about two factor authentication. You need to learn about cryptography because let's not forget that we have created a surveillance state. Like, the NSA is watching everything, and very shortly, it's going to be under Trump's control. And the intelligence community has a motto that the president is the first customer. So what he asks for, he's likely going to get. And everything he's asked for in the past makes me think that we don't want him asking for things from the NSA, <laughs> but unfortunately that's going to be the case. So, you know, people just need to understand that like we're we're moving into very dangerous times. There are steps you can take to protect yourself, to protect your loved ones, but then you also have to be ready to, to help other people. I mean... Because when, when that inevitable backlash comes, when he picks out another for someone, you know, to, to take the fall because he's not able to implement the the promises he made, you know, we have to be ready to help those people. You know, whether it's sheltering them, whether it's donating money, whether it's donating supplies, you know, whatever whatever that happens to be, that time is going to come. So mentally get prepared for that, you know, financially get prepared for that. <laughs>
0: And so, like, what what does now look like? I mean, he we're you know a week week out um, from election. Like, there's there's obviously a a climate of what the fuck is going on, right? You know, mm-hmm. um, among well a lot of people. And so, is
1: and we're talking about Trump's team himself too. Yeah, <laughs> well, he's never wondering what's going. No, on?
0: nobody nobody knows what's going. On. I mean, really, like, I I don't think he expected to get elected. Probably
1: right so
0: but it's happening
2: yeah and so for me the concerning things are that the gop leadership is not taking a stand against him Mm -hmm. because they think they can use him to push back on obamacare and do things that they want to do but what they're failing to understand is that they thought they could control him during the primaries and look how that turned out they thought they could control him during the election look how that turned out if they think they can control him now like, that's not going to happen. I mean, he'll go along with them on some stuff, but there's going to come a point where Trump's going to say, nope, I've got all the people loyal to me and all the positions I need them to be, and guess what? I'm going to do whatever I want. And the GOP's not going to be able to do a thing about it because they helped him get there. And that's, that, that, to me, is the concerning part where you know people like Paul Ryan— should be taking a stand against yeah. Donald Trump, not saying welcome to a new unified Republic. <laughs> like, <laughs> could we get the Imperial March playing behind that? <laughs> I know. Well, and, what, and what
1: blows me, what blows me away too, is they're they're Now they're saying, well, we all need to come together as a nation, yeah. but what four years ago, eight years ago, you know, we still had people debating if Obama was actually born here or if he was born in Kenya or if he's a Muslim or not. And, 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 it's like they 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 don't like you said earlier. They don't understand history. They don't they they have no memory of anything bad that's happened to them in the past. They only remember the good things and 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 that's how they get to the point that they're at now. Right.
2: And it, well and like just today, Paul Ryan was asked if he had you know a statement to make on the appointing of Steve Bannon, and Paul Ryan said, you know, I'm I'm not looking back. I'm I'm working you know <laughs> with with people. It's just like. Okay, you're not looking back. That what does that even mean, other than betraying a depressing <laughs> lack of knowledge on the entirety of human existence? But
0: but really though, isn't like past behavior a predictor of future? Yeah, behavior? And, and, and like in history, you know, can like as trite as it sounds, repeat itself, and we don't want that.
2: Right. Like, and 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 that's the thing that so many people are like. Oh, but you know, there's a chance he'll change, and. When you look at history, there have been zero cases of people who had impulse problems and liked to wield power capriciously. Once they got more power they didn't suddenly become a better person <laughs> like that never happens <laughs> so to to think that somehow oh now that trump's the most powerful person in america oh yeah that'll soothe him you know that that'll calm him down <laughs> he got he got <laughs> what
0: he wanted he's gonna chill it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome like right super, yeah it's, it's, super it's, it's easy. like yeah. no
2: like this is this is a man who has made his life off of you know build, he has grudges against people, and he tries to settle them in any way possible. I mean, when when he ran housing projects in the, was it, I think the 70s, like, the government had to sue him because he wasn't allowing black people to live in the houses that they were qualified to live in. <laughs> I mean, it's, he has an entire pattern, history of pattern of behavior that has not changed. Like, Donald Trump is in it for Donald Trump, and based on everything he said during his campaign... I don't see any of that changing and that's going to be devastating for our nation.
0: And so did he somehow just uh, people just bought this promise of hope and and this make America great thing and and just were able to disqualify all of the other things like whether it's pussy grabbing or Mm -hmm. like the the racism that just sort of exists and the sexism and Mike Pence and all of that. Like people just were like, okay. I don't care about that stuff, but we're going to make America great. Like, I, that's the part that really concerns me, that yeah. people have bought it.
2: Right. Well, and, and when you look at it, that's the textbook way of how fascists rise to power is that they will tell you, hey, your life sucks. Like, yeah. your life's not good right now, and I can fix it. They won't tell you how they're going to fix it. Yeah. They'll just say, trust me, and I'll fix it. Like, and, subjective goals. Right and And you have the cult of personality around that person, and you know, for whatever reason, Trump is charismatic, like people buy into his whole you know, oh, he just speaks his mind, you know he, he tells it like it is <laughs>
1: and what and what he says is fucking awful,
2: right yeah, and, and like yeah, he does speak his mind, he's a horrible human being, and but for for a lot of people, they buy into it you know, for whatever their own personal reasons, and they're willing to overlook the the disgusting parts of him. Because they feel that it won't apply to them, like they feel that they're safe. You know, the, Trump will make America great again for them. It doesn't matter if it hurts a bunch of other people. Whatever, all they care about is they can become, you know, powerful or successful again. And and again, it's it's a textbook fascist rise to power. Like there, that that's how Hitler did it. That's how Mussolini did it. Um, you know, that's how Franco did it. Like that that this is how it happens, and it's happening again. <laughs> And like we need to figure out as a country how are we going to stop it because really that's like that's the game plan now is how do we stop this and you know for me we we need to be peaceful at first, like it's you know you you always start with peaceful protests, you mm-hmm. try to change it peacefully but if history is any indication, and history is usually a very good indication, there will come a point where peacefulness will turn over to violence, because there will be no other option. Like, you can argue with a fascist all you want, but at the end of the day, they're going to do what they want to do, and at, and at that point, then you have to decide, okay, am I going to fight this, or am I just going to go silent and not do anything anymore? So that's that's unfortunately where I think we're headed, and... You know, it, it's not gonna come super quick. I mean it, it'll probably take like a year, two years, but that that is where we're headed and, and people should start wrapping their minds around that now so that they're prepared when it does happen. You know, they they're ready to to recognize the threat that it is and not try to normalize it.
1: And I think it's important to remind people that there's everybody that's saying Michelle Obama or whoever in twenty twenty there is an election in twenty eighteen so we have two years where we can, you know, potentially change Congress and not have the Republicans or conservatives or who, whoever, I don't even know, we have the right, we have the alt-right, that we, it, ugh.
0: What, what, uh, what, yeah, where are that's we a, that's, a, yeah, that's a topic
1: yeah. of another podcast. But, I mean, there's another election, so we need people to just just vote. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 literally like the 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 least you can do to to affect the the future of your country,
2: right? And 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 yeah, and so so that's another big thing is that like Hillary won the popular vote, but the votes that Trump did win were twenty four percent of the country. Like that means fifty percent of the country didn't vote, and that's what fascists rely on. They rely on that silent majority not doing anything to stop them. So if during twenty eighteen 25% 25% of that 50% comes out in votes and votes against them it will be overwhelming sweeping victories against fascism but people have to do it like they have to understand that this isn't a time that you can just sit on the sidelines and hope things get better like you actually have to take action to make things better otherwise it's not going to change
0: and that and that's honestly like the the minimum action that you like it doesn't take that much to go to your polling place and cast your votes. So, so well, everybody that, get, I, I know. The, yeah. That,
2: de- that depends on where you live. Yeah, though. That's tr- oh, that. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, cause, yeah. Cause, cause that actually has been one of the things that the, yeah. the Republican party has really been working on is suppressing votes that's, in areas well, where they yeah. know they're vulnerable. Yeah. And it goes against everything that this country has been founded on. And it's, well, I mean, not everything. Cause we did start as a slave owning country, but yeah. so, it's, so we, it goes against moved, the yeah. ideals that yeah. we were founded on. Um, And and it's something that people need to understand is that, like, you know, yeah, it might be tough to get out and vote, but, like, you you have to do it. And we have to support people
0: who are doing that. Well, that's what I was going to say. So then maybe that's then a big goal of the 2018 elections is trying to find ways to get as many people as possible. Right, and because yeah, there have to be people that can help with that. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like build up support networks yeah. where, like, if if it's a you know a poorer area where people can't take a day off work to go vote, you know, if they have financial aid, like if there's a way we can chip in and help them out, or you know, even sub in for them for a day on the job, like something like that, like well, where and, they can. And I even vote.
1: know here in Indiana, at least, I uh, in my in my city, I live in Indianapolis. Uh, we were able to vote on early vote on even on Saturdays. Like, so you could go Saturday morning.
2: Yeah. And and just like pushing for that kind of stuff, because if we don't, you know, the voter suppression stuff is only going to get worse. Like that's there. There's no way it's not going to get worse with with the Republicans in control of both both houses of Congress and the presidency. Like they they don't have quite a blank check. But if they're not stopped in 2018, then they absolutely will have a blank check.
1: And and that's a confirmation to them that they're doing the right thing, too, if they get reelected.
2: Right. And well, and, and the thing is, like, it doesn't even have to be a confirmation of them. It just has to be people not willing to stand up to them and they will take right. that as a confirmation.
0: Well, and that's why I think kind of the, the fire that people feel right now needs to just keep going and continuing and, you know, moving to 2018. And then then we think beyond. But this isn't just something that, you know, we kind of just get mad about for a couple of weeks and then totally chill out on like.
2: We're- Right. Yeah. yeah. Like th- this, this is something that people, uh, I think I the- tweeted yesterday. It was like, like, this isn't a sprint. This is a marathon. Like yeah.
1: <laughs> this and isn't, it- we're not talking about the color of a her dress here. So you, we yeah, can stay, we can stay mad about it. for more. Yeah, than, exactly. More than a
2: and and, and and the thing is like it, it is also important though, you know, to, to have self care for yourself. Like it, it is a marathon. You will need to take care of yourself. You know, there may be some days where you're just like, Man, this really sucks. This is really hard. I just wanna step away for a bit. And that's okay. Like if if stepping away for two days allows you to go hard as you can for another two weeks, mm-hmm. then by all means take those two days because Uh, the the big worry is that people are going to get burnt out early Mm -hmm. and then just say well we haven't seen any immediate change this is useless you know what can i do and like you're not going to see any immediate change like this this is a fight that's going to take a while so you know again mentally be prepared for that you know know that there are things you can do to take care of yourself that you know find support networks find people that can help you out and just be prepared (laughs) God, now I sound like freaking, you know, right-wing talk show radio. Oh, it's so depressing. <laughs> well,
1: well we, this, can this right we can fix that. We can fix it. The last, uh, just real quick, last thing I want to talk about. I uh, was actually out today at a restaurant and looked up and happened to see you on Outside the Lines today. And I was like, oh, hey, I'm going to talk to that guy tonight. How cool is this? Um, but you were advocating. Uh, it's Of course, you're a member of the Iron Cannabis Coalition um, and advocating for the, the NFL to – uh, a lot or I guess re- lacks its uh, rules surrounding marijuana and I know Nally and I are both in favor of recreational use it's, it's demonstrably safer to use than, than alcohol and and it, just from a personal standpoint but also from a societal standpoint so uh, w- we wanted to give you just uh, a couple minutes here just to to talk about that and and uh, share, share your thoughts or promote uh, promote it Sure. Yeah. 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 Smoke it. weed every day. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, well well for for me the thing is is that like I, I want us to be able to do basic science on something. Like the the only way you can do science is if you, you know, put forward a hypothesis and then you test it and right now we like we have a hypothesis that cannabis can help with pain management it, it can help players both while they're playing and then once they're done and you know it could probably help a lot of other people too but we can't test it because the government has it as a schedule one drug like it, it that goes against everything that science is supposed to be it's like We should be working to figure out, okay, are there beneficial compounds in this? And we might find out that there aren't any beneficial compounds. We might find out that, okay, hey, maybe it's just a a good alternative to alcohol for people who don't want to drink. And that's fine, too. Like, but... Without being able to test it, without being able to study something, we'll never know. So that's, you know, that, that's why I'm involved is that, like, I think it can help players because I've seen a lot of guys using it, and they use it for pain management. You know, a lot of guys also use it recreationally. Yeah. And, and I also think it's hypocritical for us as a country to say, okay we'll give you Vicodin, we'll give you Percocets, you know, go, go drink, go smoke tobacco. But when it comes to cannabis, nope, you can't use that.
1: Oh, and, <laughs> and even, and even like... what, what blows me away is cocaine is a schedule two drug. So what, right. they're saying, what they're saying is that marijuana is more dangerous than cocaine.
2: Right, exactly. And, and the reason why is because cocaine is a rich white person's drug. <laughs> that's, that's the only reason why. And it's, it, it's just, it, I know why it is the way it is, but it's something, again, that I want to fight against, because I think that people people are better than that, and people should be better than that, and people need to accept just the, the fundamental scientific theory of you put forward your hypothesis and then you test it it doesn't matter what it is that's what you do i mean whether it be politics whether it be you know geological sciences whether it be cannabis you have to test it and you have to have controlled tests and then you can actually try to make some sense of the data but if you don't have the data to begin with then you're never going to know
0: makes sense right yeah (laughs) you would think so i think so But, but again like You know, one of the reasons we wanted to have you on the show, obviously, is because you speak your mind and we obviously right now the world needs a lot of people speaking their minds and standing up for, you know, what what they believe in. And so, like, thank you for what you're doing. And I think, you know, it's inspiring. And hopefully people who are listening kind of all feel feel like fired up to to kind of fight the long (laughs) fight and uh, go for this marathon that we are. For. Um, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. it's
2: it's you know, it's all I know how to do. I mean the, the world I want to live in is one where I'm free to do what I want to do, but in order to live in that world, I have to make sure everyone else has that same freedom. Like yeah. that's the only way it works. I mean we, and we, so, we yeah. Yeah, if, if enough people buy into that, then we will live into that we'll live in that world. <laughs> But people got to buy into it and they have to understand why it's so important to fight for other people, even when you yourself won't be affected by something. Well, it's like, not just
0: being good to ourselves. It's being good to each other because then we create this place that works for everybody. Right. It's,
2: it, yeah. It's it's the idea of reciprocity. I yeah. mean, you know, I, I wouldn't want you to tell me how how to live my life in a way that hurts me. So I shouldn't do the same thing to you. And, you know, it's... It, most every major religion the golden rule is the backbone of that religion so like it doesn't matter if you're religious doesn't matter if you're atheist doesn't matter if you're agnostic treat other people the way you want to be treated is a pretty good way to live your life
0: pretty (laughs) decent
1: yeah yeah (laughs) i got i got one last question for you here uh what is your favorite wow expansion uh
2: favorite WoW expansion, phew, probably Burning Crusade. It was uh I played vanilla up through about halfway through Cataclysm because my uh my raiding guild stopped during Cataclysm. But um yeah, Burning Crusade was great and then Wrath of the Lich King was okay. Um I didn't think it was quite as good as Burning Crusade was, but uh yeah, there was also some BS in Burning Crusade though. Like some of those raids were, were total horseshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean freaking Mount Hyjal. Like,
1: yeah, let's <laughs> let's never do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't start playing until until nearly midway through cata uh, not cata no uh, midway through wrath uh, okay but but definitely enjoyed enjoyed uh wrath uh, m- much more than than cataclysm and and mm-hmm. even now in legion I'm just kind of like uh, i I think what, what what killed it for me is the looking for raid feature but we mm-hmm. could again that's the that's a topic of another podcast yeah yeah it's a, i i had to stop playing wow when i had kids because either, <laughs> either raid
2: or take care of your children and uh, one of those is probably more important than the other <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely well thank you so much for taking uh some time tonight to talk to us if we want to see hear read more about you where do we go to do that uh,
2: you can find me on Twitter at Chris Warcraft, and that is pretty much the only place I'm at because uh, I'm not really a fan of Facebook. <laughs> well, the, I the, think
0: the Twitter feed's worth it. it yeah, totally yeah. So,
2: so yeah. If you want, if you want to hear whatever random thoughts are going through my mind, uh, at Chris Warcraft, and then um, yeah, I have uh, have a book out. It's called Prime. Another book called uh, Beautifully Unique Sparkle Ponies, and then I'm working on a tabletop card game. Um, that's going to be somewhat similar to Magic the Gathering, but um, some unique twists that I threw in, because I'm a huge nerd at heart, and I wanted to fix some of the problems I saw with Magic. Uh, That's called Twilight of the Gods. And um, yeah, we're looking at releasing that next year.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you again, and um, hope to have you back sometime in maybe happier times.
2: You know. yeah, yeah 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 me too yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, when, when, once the resistance is successful yeah <laughs> we'll, we'll talk we'll
0: talk to you again yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> yep it sounds right. good bye all right thanks
1: so this week the reason we love the internet can we i mean a few weeks ago we we did not like this like the internet because of the state of florida but i think does it avenge i i don't know that it could ever avenge itself after uh but
0: can you do you do you want to read this headline
1: well yeah it's the state of florida is uh Uh the reason we love the internet let's set it up
0: yeah yeah, because this is this is a groundbreaking story that's come out of the state of Florida.
1: <laughs> this, is
0: um, this is this quite is, big possibly, news. This is big quite possibly quite possibly
1: the best headline ever. Like ever. ever. I don't. I don't ever. know that. I don't. I don't know that you can make a better headline. Like even if like you made up but news.
0: No, I. No, this you is like make peak, this up. No, this is peak internet headline. Like it, it's all. We down have reached here.
1: peak internet. We're this <laughs> we is it. Reached, we this have this internet. Like, it's so, all, so go. It's all shit go. from here. Read it. So the headline is: Read it. Florida man. <laughs> I'm already in love with it. Florida man who changed his name to Harambe Junior. Arrested. And why do you think he was arrested? Just say
0: it. Just say it. Because I'm gonna start laughing. Just say it.
1: <laughs> For indecent exposure.
0: Because dicks out. For Harambe, that's like, the joke. I it, it, this is real.
1: So this, my this man, is fake, this is Harambe not This is not Junior, Harambe juniors at a bar orders a <laughs> bunch of shots. Goes, oops, I don't have money. Gets kicked <laughs> out, and after he's kicked out, I have to. I have to assume he's drunk.
0: I, <laughs> Takes well, yeah, his because... pants off,
1: starts waving his dick around shouting dicks out for harambe i feel like that's bashing people over the head (laughs) i think at most he should he should be say he should be just soliciting people will you please put your dick out for me and then when (laughs) they say i just want to wave it because i'm harambe and then they'll go oh well (laughs) shit i have to now like it's state law
0: but hold on hold on no but he's harambe jr i nobody ever said dicks out for harambe jr they well, did not. No one ever said it.
1: They did not. And so, I'm not sure Harambe no. Jr would put his dick out for Harambe Sr. Cuz technically he's Harambe no. lives through him but, at this point.
0: Yeah, yeah. So um I I I can't believe that this was a real internet headline. I can't... For also, and, I can't believe somebody changed his name to Harambe Jr. I, and also I mean, it's anyone, fucking
1: Florida. Like, why wouldn't they? I
0: mean, <laughs> why wouldn't pro- they? He's probably not the only one. You know he's not the only one. No offense but, to
1: our listeners in Florida, but, but like, your state... I mean, And I'm saying this is somebody that lives in Indiana. So, I mean, I, like...
0: You, you live you in know, Pennsylvania. I can't, I'm in, I'm you in a live glass in house. I can't throw
1: stones. But...
0: <laughs> but but Harambe Jr. What, what, what am
1: I? One of my like one of the best things about this whole thing. Like it doesn't make any sense. And that's the entire fucking point is that it's not <laughs> supposed to make any sense. None of the Harambe means none of it's supposed to make sense. It's it's just it's, it's nonsensical. Can I just say
0: the other thing that's like means. that's making me laugh about this whole thing? Yeah, is well, like, I'm, I'm getting to on. it. I'm setting it up here. Well, no, when you click on the link, it's not even a picture of the of Harambe Junior. It's a picture of the gorilla, Harambe. Like the picture they accompanying know what's the going to get story. Yeah. I, yeah, I guess, I guess. But he's just but looking like, at the me The best right
1: part now. about all this, yeah, the best part about all this is when people who don't understand that it's about nothing try to explain it or like they they talk about it in terms that it's like you have no fucking idea like what this is about do you and like the last couple sentences <laughs> <laughs> of, the, of this article, and we'll link to it in the notes. says, in the months since the death of Harabe, he has been something of an internet sensation with the puzzling trend of online users paying tribute to their gorilla with the phrase, dicks out for Harabe." And it's like, okay, okay. And then he goes, like last two cents, it is, it is believe, ooh, grammar, it is believe that this meme began after a Twitter user posted an image with a caption, <laughs> We coming with them dicks out to avenge Harambe. <laughs> like they have the extra exclamation oh, marks. Oh, God. And then the last sentence. It is unclear what prompted the link between the male sex organ and the death of a gorilla.
0: <laughs> or maybe
1: this one. person, like, totally gets it and they're being, oh, I think that fuck. They're being, they're being I, like, I think
0: they get it. I think they get they it. They
1: get it and they're being so, like, I don't get it that they get it. it makes it fun. Oh, my gosh. They get I just it. got harambe
0: I think, we, I think we got harambe and I think... It will never not be funny.
1: I'm sorry. It's been seven months, right? Was yeah. May? I mean, I hey. I, I don't even know. Who cares? Yeah, it, it's, it will it never not be funny. Better. It will never not be funny.
0: Harambe was that, like, little bit of sunshine that made us all laugh in 2016. Oh, wait, but that's awful to say because he's dead. Okay. I'm really sorry. I'm a terrible Oh, person.
1: we got... We got... We got... I mean, we got, what, 26 days left? 25 days? Yeah. At this point, we're recording on, on Monday the 5th. Yeah.
0: <laughs> We can make it, right?
1: Uh I don't know.
0: I don't know. Everybody, I guess, just take your dicks out for Harambe, just I don't know. in case. I
1: mean, we like last week. I know Hawking, Stephen Hawking, was in the hospital. Buzz Aldrin yeah. had to get taken taken out of the uh, Antarctic uh, base they have down there. So
0: I don't know. I just I, it all goes oh, back to twenty sixteen. Like you can't. No.
1: Can't take these people from us.
0: I know. Well, they took they took Harambe, but um. But in return, we got a lot really, of really.
1: It gave us Harambe. It gave
0: us. Harambe. I didn't have any idea who the fuck he was know. before. I didn't before know this either. Year. Just a gorilla. 2016
1: gave us Harambe. Thank <laughs> you, 2016, for the one thing you did right. <laughs> And on that note, <laughs> thank you for listening to the Science Enthusiast podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please give us five stars on iTunes or Stitcher or whatever you're using to listen to us in your ear holes. If you have comments or suggestions or hate mail or love letters, you can reach us at podcast at enthusiast.com and check out a full archive on their website. Check out the page, my page, the Science Enthusiast, Natalie's page, Skeptical Parenting, and if you really like the show please consider checking out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash TSE podcast to get access to premium content extended interviews and early interviews and just kind of random thoughts that I put there sometimes. Uh, We know that not everybody can contribute, and that's totally cool, but we definitely appreciate those of you that do, including, but not limited to, that doesn't make any sense. James, Alice, all four of the Michaels, Chris, Sarah, Janet, Amanda, Astrid, Andrew, Jeff, Susan, and Trevor. Natalie, hit us with a quote.
0: Our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, and that is Martin Luther King Jr., thought that'd be a good one for our chris cluey episode right yeah
1: so what i what i'm hearing him say in that what i interpret that to be is we should all really focus on donald trump tweeting about a comedy show and yeah who cares about what he did with taiwan or, or or corporate welfare and with the carrier like who cares about that i mean that that shit is boring let's uh let's worry about these you know 1 a.m. tweets that he's sitting about a about a comedy show
0: totally no Lose, sar- no
1: shit over that
0: no sarcasm there at all no no not at all all right so um another another good show this week next week we have um Matthew O'Neill our friend Matthew who uh recorded a great interview with us already spoiler alert it's already done and and it's good um Matthew you do that wrote, every
1: time you I you know the mystique of the I, show we set I, this up so it sounds I've, like it's like all happening one action back night not that we recorded Chris Cluey like three four weeks ago
0: I know I know I I really I like letting our our listeners know about our process you know we're we're really we're just transparent here. We're all about well, that.
1: But the, but n- but now they're going to think that they can do their own podcast and they don't need us anymore.
0: Well, I don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, <laughs> but we, we just do this for our, for ourselves anyway to talk to our friends and cool people. So uh, so Matthew wrote a really great book um called Afterlife um and it it talks about well kind of a scientific view of the afterlife and um, spoiler alert it doesn't exist but um, we'll talk a lot where we talked a lot with Matthew about that um, for our next episode so he will be our guest next week we'll be back with some of the other stupid shit that we say and uh, yeah it's been fun again Dan yeah 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 you're still alive after that coughing fit that Uh, you had that no one will get to hear Um, uh, so that's good I mean like it would be super awkward if you died while we were recording this, because then like it would still be recording on your end because I can't turn it off. So your your death would just be recorded. I'm not totally a nihilist meme brought to life. Like I'm not just gonna take pleasure in your pain. And,
1: well, no, and it's not. That's not what it, it's not about taking pleasure. It's it's just acknowledging that Exce- it accepting
0: nothingness and death and it, it that we all just go, yeah.
1: And and that's I mean, but also the irony behind like basically what like t- inspirational tardigrade is like turned into a nihilist page
0: yeah almost, i mean we just kind of just kind of took it in that direction and like i i, I don't want to bring it back
1: i don't you either it? it's it's kind of like, like the the, the goal yeah. was to be sarca- sarcastically sarcastically uh, inspirational or or, or whatever yeah. but like a, there's not a lot of content out there <laughs> that's fresh like that. It's hard. No, to with, with no, like that, and I also... like I
0: used I used my good ones early on. Like I used some of my, you know, like yeah, like sort like almost real, not inspirational, but just like oh that's nice. But now it's just like well fuck it.
1: Just yeah, it, it every once in a while. Yeah, yeah every once in a while we try to do that, but now it's just like eh, I don't give a
0: meh, shit. Like, like what I have on my phone is just it's demotivational and people like that everyone yeah. likes that
1: really i mean mostly mostly it's become just like a cross posting it's a, like a cross post yeah. page at this point for all of yeah. our other pages and then for, for, yeah.
0: for our little like network of yeah ah, you
1: know like <laughs> you probably shouldn't admit to, to, to the that corner meal. of like, the half internet <laughs> half the, half the, yeah half the internet here half of at least the facebook skeptic side of facebook
0: yeah but it's fun it's fun to have places to just like throw some of that shit like that you find in in weird places and yeah i mean even this my skeptical parenting page it's like i I post articles i post memes and then every once in a while i just like post a cat with something weird because the internet I i don't even like cats that much but i know the internet likes cats so just to be able to have that audience where if you have something to say or like you want to share something that somebody else has said really well, just then, to know and, that and it subsequently
1: could get... be immediately told to shut up and sit down. <laughs>
0: well, well, there's there's also there's also I, that. I finally
1: know what it's like to be a woman, kind of, not really, but maybe Ooh. like five percent.
0: <laughs> but there, but yes, there is that because. You're always like you're always wrong on the internet, anyways, right? Like everyone's always kind of wrong, but but still, you have all of those like eyes that could see what you know what you put on, onto their timeline, and that's a cool thing to have. That big which of an yeah,
1: that's definitely cool to me. The what's what's even cooler is just having that platform and the ability yeah. to help out others and that that are much smarter and much better at this uh, than, than I am to to give them that extra exposure and, and hopefully funnel uh, some some more attention in their direction because, I mean, sweet zombie baby Jesus knows I don't deserve any of it, so.
0: Remaining humble is good. Yeah, or, yeah. I mean, I
1: view it as self-deprecating, but, you well,
0: know. Well, I, hey, I, I'm the one, right? I have to put the positive spin on things, so that's what I do. <laughs> humble. <laughs> yeah.
1: Alright, well, I am going to go... Probably do nothing, because all I did this past weekend was house home stuff. improvement. I am so fucking tired of owning a house, and I've only owned this house for, what, three weeks? Well, not even. I, not even.
0: Yeah, well, I think I'm going to go and uh, watch Westworld. Last night, I tried to watch, like, last week's episode, but I took NyQuil first, so I fell asleep 30 minutes in. So tonight, I'm going to not take the NyQuil until after I've watched Westworld, because, yeah, I... I think I, can, never, I think I can, think I, no, sure. are you serious, dude, it's good. Watch it. it. That's
1: and that is that is the opposite of how to get me to do something because I'm like I, I'm I'm even too hipster to, to label myself hipster and I but I, it's I fucking no. hated it about myself.
0: Yeah.
1: It, no, and it, like the harder you like, no, you have to do. You have. I mean, I'm not going to watch Stranger Things.
0: All right. Probably okay, fine. for
1: another like, year. Or two. I didn't watch Breaking that, Bad until it's until it been over with for like three years, and then the entire time fine. I watch it, I'm like, why the fuck didn't I watch this? Whatever it was like current, but I mean, no. So okay, like, t- can I?
0: Let me give you my description, though, of what Westworld I, is. and maybe, I, maybe maybe, in your mind you'll be like, oh, this is something I'll no. watch in five years. It's no. like the movie Ex Machina mixed with Jurassic Park. Yeah. I, I feel yeah. like that's a good description. And you don't have to like it. You don't have to watch I it. Don't, I'm, I'm just throwing it out there for you. Like, in five years when you're like, I want to watch a show, you'll be like, oh, yeah, Natalie told me about Westworld five years ago. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> five All years right. ago,
1: I might be dead. So,
0: Dude. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go go sit and do nothing. I'm going to go do that, and uh, we'll see everybody next week. Not see you. We'll he- You'll listen to us next week.
1: You'll put us in your heads.
0: <laughs> put us in your heads again next week.
1: In a consensual manner. The music you heard tonight was written and performed by Adam Johnson and was used with his permission. You can contact Adam at adamjohnsondc at gmail.com. This podcast is property of not narrow or straight LLC, all rights reserved.